I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The football players are here and prop swappers are cashing in. Find the best odds on PropSwap when you buy directly from other bettors. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. So there's a couple on the site we'll dive into here. I see someone trying to sell a Jonathan Taylor MVP ticket. Yeah, you better sell it. You better lower that price, buddy. (laughs) You should have sold that. (laughs) See, that's the whole thing of this. Like, if you're going to hop on PropSwap, there's money to be made. It's a marketplace. And if Joe, I think you you mentioned in the break before we came back, it's timing. And I think I I, I said it to Paul there. I had the Micah Parsons... Uh, ticket, and I think we talked about on the show that I, I cashed out because I realized that when TJ Watt had that big game, second to last game of the season, he clinched mm-hmm. it. TJ Watt won the defensive player of the year, so I was comfortable taking my cash out on on Micah Parsons and getting out. But I also like when I put Micah Parsons at thirty to one, and he became plus two fifty within three weeks. That's a spot for prop swap. I probably could have jumped on there. And um, I- listen, those guys made a lot of plays. You know, back in week five. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, it comes back to fundamentals, you know, obviously, you know, tackling and then, um, you know, a few times on the back end, um, but we just lost our eyes, you know, on our man. And then he was able to find, you know, guys downfield. So it's a it's a great challenge uh, for us to be able to obviously, you know, stop him from throwing the ball downfield, but uh, rallying, you know, to him, you know, when he breaks containment, when he scrambles. And then the guys that are in coverage, just keep your eye on your man. Uh, just try your best to play fundamentally sound. Uh, I think that'll that'll really help us out, uh, you know, coming into this week. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a football Friday, my favorite football Friday of the year, as we get set for the division around the NFL Four games. It starts tomorrow. We'll dive into the AFC right now. We just heard from Honey Badger. Safety. Great safety for the Kansas City Chiefs. His Chiefs are favored, but barely. One and a half point favorites Sunday evening in Kansas City against the Buffalo Bills. Let's dive into this. We've talked about a lot of angles this week. I mean, the the one thing that is, uh, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about, I mean, we could do it right now because of the Honey Badger angle. We haven't talked about the defenses of these two teams, right? It's obvious we're going to talk about the offenses, the quarterbacks, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Two great young quarterbacks. But the defense is also interesting. Buffalo's defense has been better this year. I mean, they've been one Mm -hmm. of the best, maybe the best yards per play in the NFL. But they're a weird defense, right? When Buffalo's defense is good, 
they are dominant. And then they have games where they're not as good, but they're like their dominance is strong. The Chiefs haven't been like that. They had a weird year where it was like bad, 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 and then ah, wow, they've been pretty good for ten weeks now. If if a defense is going to change this game, which side is it? I think it's Buffalo's. I think it's Buffalo's yeah. defense can wreck the game more. A pass rush on the homes <laughs> because a turnover. That's that. I think it's them. Well, as you asked me this, and it's recency bias, but um, I'm thinking about that Micah Hyde play that we saw on Saturday night. Yeah, like, that play? was unbelievable. I'm glad you're bringing this up because we spend so little time on this. The reason some teams are talking to Leslie Frazier is how he's found a way to create pressure. And they they made some changes personnel-wise as well. That's part of it. But they went from 22% pressure rate last year to over 30%. They have the ability with their front four by rotating guys to get to Patrick Mahomes. And and also, when you ask which side would give a – could have a bigger impact in this game. I'm thinking about the explosive pass rate defense. Buffalo's number one in the NFL. Yes. And the one thing that always concerns you when you're going against that Chiefs offense is the explosive plays down the field with Tyreek and what Kelsey can do with his legs as well. I will admit, I thought the Tredavious White injury was going to hurt this Bills defense much more than it has. And maybe this is the spot when it does, when you really notice it. But they've been just fine. They've figured out a way. They have that great combo of safeties, and Micah Hyde is one of them. That was just, just, not just one play where he popped and, and showed up in a big spot. I mean, he's been terrific all season long. He's graded out as the third-best safety in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. A lot of the great safeties are still alive here in the postseason, maybe uh, pointing to the impact that they've made this year. But, yeah, I, I would say the Bills side, to answer your question, most of the year they were number one in uh, defensive DVOA in almost every category. So I don't think that's flipped too much. And on the KC side, when we spoke with Eric Eager the other day, he brought this up. Uh, And I understand why so many people point to the October matchup week number five when the Bills took care of business against KC. But you do have to remember that they were missing their best defender in Chris Jones. Melvin Ingram did not have him. And just everybody knew Daniel Sorensen should not be on the field. And Casey was the last one to figure that out, and now he's a backup. So he's not on the field at the start of these games. So I think those are some a few notable things to bring up. Which Chiefs defense going to show up? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is it early in the season? Is it later in the season when they had that strong stretch? I'm not quite sure. But if Josh Allen's on his game, probably doesn't matter. Yeah, and in terms of DVOA, of course, the Bills defensively rank number one, KC 24. Huge advantage for Bills defensively. Yeah, and I do think the Bills, it just feels like they're playing with a chip on their shoulder defensively. I I think back, remember how mad they were the night after the Monday night game when they got run on 50 times or whatever it was in the the weather? They were the the question of, are you embarrassed? So I went back and looked. The next week they were in Tampa. Remember that game, the the, the back and forth game against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They got beat up a pretty good amount in that first first half of that game. Since halftime of the Tampa game, so we're dating back six weeks, and I recognize they played the Panthers in here, they played the Falcons, they played the Jets. They also played the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Patriots a couple times. But you go back now, we're six, uh, I think it's about 22 quarters in total, 23 quarters at overtime. They've allowed 3.7 points per quarter since halftime of that, halftime of that uh, 
Bucks game. Basically, 16 points a game. Like they've been dominant, like, dominant for about six weeks now. Basically, since they got embarrassed for a game and a half. So it's interesting. Yeah. I think I'm with you, Joe. The Buffalo defense, if one defense is going to make a play or wreck the game or get pressure, it's them. And with Kansas City, we all give them credit and they deserve it. But you know what sticks out in my head? What happened when they played the Bengals? And, you know, that Bengals passing attack is unbelievable. But I think if the if Josh Allen is having a good game, they can match that, right? We've seen Josh Allen play like that. He just did it last week. So I just the more we talk through this, I just mm-hmm. see all the reasons why I've been on the Bills all week. And it feels crazy because I'm saying this against Patrick Mahomes at home. I know. It, it, Singletary has had a nice run here. When you look at yes. some of the metrics yeah. in the last six weeks, I, I was shocked. Number two, rush EPA. I mean, number four success rate. Number four, rushing game success rate for the Buffalo Bills over the last number of weeks. So they're trending upwards. And I bring that up because the Chiefs defense, has allowed the third most play action passing yards in the NFL over 1500. So wow. what they've really set up here is you should we should expect that that play action in a lot uh, probably all these matchups is going to play a huge role uh if the Bills are going to pull off this one. So I can't wait. I, I'm trying to be careful. I'm trying not to get caught up in the seven touchdown drives, the 10 yards per play on first down that we saw from last week cuz that that's just not repeatable. What, what we saw them do. But the point is that I'm not sure that they have to play to that level to take down the Chiefs, even at Arrowhead. One other thing to throw in before we uh, we pivot to the other AFC game. So the officiating crew on this game, and I, and I thought it was interesting. I'm not sure if I, I mentioned on the show last week, but I did read at some point last week, the um, the crew that was covering the Eagles game last week, Eagles-Bucks, mm-hmm. they had thrown the most uh, personal foul calls, roughing the pa- passer calls in the NFL. What happened on that first drive? Derek Barnett, like, falls into Tom Brady's leg, boom, rough in the pass, right? I think it's important to kind of, like, know the crew because that will, in a way, affect the game. Least penalties in the NFL any crew is at this game. They're going to let them play. These guys let them play. So that I like that. But also, with high-flying passing attacks, you wonder if if the defensive coordinators say, hey, we could bump a little bit. We can hit a little bit. We could get, you know, we could tug on the jersey a little bit. That's – That'll play an interesting role in this game if they let him play. So, all right, we'll give our advantage. Advantage Bills with that, if that's the case. I think that secondary is a little bit more physical, the way they play. If you're a Chiefs fan, and we saw again, Darrell Williams uh, did not practice, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in full. With what we saw out of McKinnon last week, which running back do you want to see get more of the workload? McKinnon. Right? Yeah. You got to ride the hot hand. I think so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, did he have some wiggle. He looked really good. And fresh legs? Yeah, I, I would rather have McKinnon out there than Edwards Hilaire coming off the injury. Doesn't usually happen with running backs. When they fall down, they usually don't get back up. It's it's interesting. It's it's kind of fun story to watch him come back to prominence here. Uh, all right, let's go to the other AFC game. The first one of of division round weekend. It is the Tennessee Titans, number one seed, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I was about to say earlier in the show, if any line movement, we've got none. Basically, we're we're sitting kind of where we were yesterday. Everything's steady. Titans minus three and a half. The Bills game obviously one and a half. So Titans minus three and a half at home against Cincinnati. 47 and a half is our total here. Uh, Bengals, better injury news. And the one defensive lineman is out, but it sounds like Hendrickson is going to play. Their, their, their end, Hendrickson is going to be able to play in this game after the concussion. So that helps. That's good. I can respect that. I can respect the one defensive lineman instead of uh, putting yourself out there and, and making the mistake that I've done many times this week and mispronouncing Ogunjobi. I think I got Ogunjobi. it. Ogunjobi. <laughs> Okay, the Joby. one guy, the guy with the more <laughs> difficult name, he's not playing in this game. Yeah, no, but that's huge. I mean, we spent most of the week talking about the impact of Hendrickson possibly uh, not being out there, and he clears concussion protocol as well. Interesting how this is working. Bosa clears, Hendrickson clears, all these top-end pass rushers. Uh, well, speaking Hendrick- of protocol before you go on, Joe, you know, yeah. zero, zero players on the COVID list this week across I mean, the eight NFL was, teams, zero. It's I, shocking. I, they, the NFL right, is Jeff, out there. Easy. To save the world. They have cured COVID. It is over, guys. It's over. Thank you, NFL. Life-changing stuff here. Uh, Hendrickson with 14 sacks this season. Fifth most in the National Football League. Uh, I think we've covered this ad nauseum. It scares me a little bit that we're all on the same side. I don't know that we're aligned with everyone. But it makes perfect sense that this line went through the three and we're still sitting at three and a half. The total has crept up a little bit. We're up to 47 and a half. 47 is viewed as a key number as far as totals. So that's uh, that's interesting if you're considering the over that that's already gone up. I'm not sure if it's uh, going to come back down. But um, I th- yeah, I do think the Joe Burrow hype is real. You know, I feel like the public mm-hmm. might be on the Bengals because I went on the junkies on 1067 the fan this morning and one of the hosts was all over the Bengals hyping up this offense. And I was sitting there like, I completely disagree. I think this is a Titans win. I think they're too physical. So maybe the I don't know. Maybe we're not I don't know. I just think there is a lot of Bengals excitement, as there should be. And, and I do think the Bengals are going to do some great things in the NFL next season, but I don't think this is their year. They had their Super Bowl. Did they have their Super Bowl last week when they got the first playoff win since 1991? And they celebrated like it. This is a different team on the road. They're not as strong. I mean, we've seen that all season long, and then they're now they're going from a playoff home game against the Raiders. They got the win. They met that moment. The fans go wild. They're thrilled. It's like all gravy right now. This is Joe Burrow's first full season, and we're one of the final eight in the NFL. This is our dude for at least the next decade, and we just have to figure out the other stuff. And I think we have the receivers, the playmakers there, and we have a really good running back. Do we have the coach that's going to lead us to the promised land? Not sure. Let's just uh, fix that offensive line. But the big question is how much can Burrow clean up? Because there are a lot of mismatches in this game. The head coach... With the Bengals offensive line going against the Titans pressure, 
And then the Bengals' defensive line. I mean, the, the Bengals' defense overall, look in the last six weeks, they're 24th in success rate. And here comes Henry, and it's looking more and more like they're going to give him 20, 25, maybe even more touches in this matchup. Under the radar, this Titans defense has been terrific over the last month or two. And, and nobody appears to be talking about that. And we're giving Vrabel extra time to prepare. Oh, man, I just so much is lining up for the Titans. If they get the lead early, it's probably going to be over. And um, no shame, Joe Burrow. Your first year in the playoffs, you win a game, you make it to the divisional round, and you lose a game going against a team off the bye, the number one seed in the AFC, if that were to happen. Now, is there a, a chance that they win this outright? Absolutely. There's absolutely a chance where Burrow has an all-world performance, but I, I just think too many things lined up. This game is going to be one in the trenches. If you if you don't typically watch line play, you might want to watch line play in this one. On both sides, feels like an old school yeah. NFL handicap. You know, back in the day, the, the trenches, yeah. offensive line, defense line, the, both advantages are for the Titans. And and how about this? So Joe Burrow this year, when blitzed, is incredible. Third best QBR in the NFL. But he was only uh, the 20th best QBR when pressured. The Titans do not have to blitz to get pressure. That's why they're so good on defense. They send four. They get pressure with four. They had the second most sacks, second most pressures without sending a blitz. Like their defensive line was made to beat the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Like they are built to get pressure on Joe Burrow without blitzing, drop seven in coverage. I mean, if Joe Burrow has time, we know what's going to happen. Jamar Chase is going to make a play. They're all like watching a highlight of all weekend long. But I don't know if he's going to have time. That's... How is he going to have time to do enough to win the game? That's well, my concern. Let me throw a couple of numbers out there that Chris Rayron had that I thought were really impactful, made, made me feel even better about my Titans bet. When Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio are on the field, hasn't happened a lot this year, but when they're all on the field, seven yards per play. All season long, they're at five yards per play. Okay, Bengals defense. Against play action, we said with Henry out there, play action is really going to help this Titans offense, right? Bengals defense against play action, 8.7 yards per play. That is 30th in the NFL. Just for reference on your numbers, seven yards per play, what you said they are when they have their guys out there, that mm -hmm. would be by far the best in the NFL. 6.1 led the NFL for the season. That was the Niners. And as far as the five number, which is what they are when they don't have those guys out there, that's on par with the Jaguars. They're the Jaguars without their three guys. They're the best offense in the NFL with their three guys. I can't believe I'm all in on the Titans in the playoffs. It is for this round, for this matchup. Yeah, for now, until they lose to the team that wins the other game next week. Joe O, Joe the G. The underdogs, yeah. Yeah, the home dogs <laughs> potentially next week. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sports. We'll go off the board next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.